Welcome back. Happy Monday. It is a new week. I want to start off by saying happy Mother's Day. I hope you had a wonderful Mother's Day. I hope you felt special and celebrated and loved and all of the good things about being a mom. I hope you were able to tap into that yesterday and we're just going to carry that feeling throughout the rest of the month because May is for the mamas. Holla. (laughs) Happy Monday. How was your week? I'm recording this a little bit late. So thank you for being on time today. (laughs) Pressing play on this day. I'm happy to be here. And last week was great. I got a facial and a massage. (laughs) And that wasn't my Mother's Day gift. That was actually my birthday gift. It's kind of tricky when your birthday falls around a holiday like this. Like anyone's birthday is right before after Christmas. I know you feel me. And like me being a mom now, like this really never used to bother me. Not that it not that it bothers me, but yeah, it's it's like, can't we spread this out? Can't we like put Mother's Day in like August or something <laughs> so that we have like my birthday or so I have my birthday and then, you know, end of summer, we've got Mother's Day and then we got the holiday season. I don't know. I just, or maybe like earlier in the spring. Also, it was teacher's appreciation, also teacher's awareness teacher appreciation, nurse appreciation, and then Mother's Day. Why are we clumping all these people, all these women majority, right? The majority of teachers are women. The majority of nurses are women. Like, and they're probably moms too. Like, why can't we spread these out? What are we doing? Anyways, I got a massage. It was very relaxing. And I got a Hydra facial, which is they're using these like these tools that are like pumping water in and out of your pores to really get a deep clean. And I never had one before, but it's not as relaxing as a a typical facial. A typical facial, you're getting like very gentle, like basically facial, facial massage the entire time. Like they're the way they apply the cleanser and then the way they even like wipe it off. It's just like so soothing. It's like, Oh, I didn't realize I wanted my face rubbed. Usually I don't want anyone touching my face. Uh, but the hydrofacial was definitely more aggressive. Like it wasn't relaxing. It was, but, the, but you leave feeling so fresh and so glowy and clean. Um, one of the things that the, the esthetician mentioned to me, which I've noticed this too in my, in my cheeks, they just, I'm like, are they dry? I am moisturizing. But every time I apply, you know, my moisturizer afterwards, I'm like, why do they like my lower cheek jaw area? has been feeling grainy almost, right? And I'm like, I can't just keep applying moisturizer. Like what? I mean, I could, but it it doesn't seem to make a difference. And I asked her about that and she said, it's my top layer of skin is actually thickening, which happens with age. And I was like, not another aging thing, but you know what? It's okay. Okay. So tell me what to do. So she said this hydrofacial is going to help so much. And it, I cannot tell you, like my skin actually feels like so smooth and soft where the other day, like it was feeling more grainy. Like I said, just not, not cute. And she mentioned a bunch of different things to try. I mean, like I'm happy with my, my line that I'm using now between diamond tool. I feel like I got all my bases covered, but she did say peptides. And I know there are different kinds of peptides. So I'm going to look further into this, but I actually, actually, (laughs) actually Rosie pronounces that word actually and Ayla and I just laugh every time it's so it's like Rosie laughs too like we all think it's just like the cutest funniest thing but Tula came out with a new product an overnight oil concentrate that does have peptides to help reduce the look of wrinkles right and it also has I'm gonna butcher this word niacinamides 
to brighten and help improve skin's texture, tone, and moisture barrier. Because that's the thing is like when your top layer is getting thicker based off of what she told me, it isn't able to absorb anything you put on it, or at least not to the level that if your skin was thinner, right? If your skin's thin, everything everything goes in. I'm thinking about like maybe with age, look at, look at me getting tougher, thicker skin. Like they say, you gotta have, you gotta have thick skin, you know? And now I do, and I'm trying to thin it out because I want to absorb nutrients. All right, so um, I'm giving that a try. Listen, it's it's not cheap. $74. With my discount code, it takes like $11, $12 off of it. So it's a splurge, but this stuff is going to last me. And if it gives me the results I'm looking for, which is this thinner, smoother, younger skin, then I'm here for it. I am so willing to invest in my skincare. I just am to a reasonable, a reasonable level. So that's what's going on with my skin recently. Also deodorant, armpit update. If you are following the podcast page, which if you are not, please come over to Instagram, your glowing podcast sign. That's, that's the handle at your glowing podcast. I have been doing, conducting an experiment for us moms, a postpartum stank experiment. The objective of the experiment was to get rid of the stank because we have tried so many deodorants just between all of us moms out there fighting the good fight, trying to not reek of BO no matter what we do and having to reapply several times. And please tell me I'm not alone. I don't really stink, but it's just my armpits. <laughs> I'm a clean person. I shower twice a day sometimes. I wash, you know, I'm doing my skincare. Like the hygiene is check. It's just the postpartum B.O. And I recently found out that it's not about your sweat. Your sweat doesn't have a smell. What? Is this true? I heard this and I was like, tell me more. And then they said, you need to use benzyl peroxide soap to get rid of the bacteria. That is what stinks. And I was like, oh, I don't know where to begin, but you can say less because I went on Amazon and just bought something benzyl peroxide soap. Bought a bar. We tested it on the right side. It worked instantly. It worked instantly. And I only wanted to do it on one side because I had a feel, I was like, well, what if it only takes away the scent like a little bit? And if I did it on both sides, I'd be like, well, I still stink and not be able to see, like I had to keep one. You science gals out there listening, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like you gotta have like a base to measure off of. And scent is a hard thing to measure. So I was like, I'm just gonna be le- leave my left side untouched. Right side, we are, we are experimenting. <laughs> And it worked. It worked. And I've been using it in my shower every morning. And I was like, I, and my left arm stank. My right arm, fresh as a daisy. It got rid of it. Oh my gosh. We solved We solved the mystery. I have to make a reel about this because people need to know. Tell your friends. Tell, tell everybody. But here's the thing. I used it on my left side and uh, it... I don't, I don't know what it is, but I can still smell a little on my left. So I'm going to try out a couple different benzoyl peroxide soaps. I'm going to link the one I got below. It's on Amazon. It's a bar of soap and you can use it uh, on your, anywhere you're suffering with acne. So chest, back, face, benzoyl peroxide is great for killing the bacteria that cause acne, or at least that's what I'm assuming based on the packaging and everything else I saw when I was looking for benzoyl peroxide. It's like acne. And I'm like, well, also BO, that should be, oh my gosh, maybe we need to start a business. We can be, co- we can be the co-founders and we are going to sell these bars of soap for moms to wash their armpits because that's what we need. And that's what we've been looking for. And since it wasn't put out there, we've been wasting all this money on deodorant. And I could have bought the $4 soap. Oh my gosh. Call Shark Tank. Somebody get them on the phone because we're going to be millionaires, you guys. We are, 
this is this is it. It's happening. Okay, but in the meantime, buy this one. In the future, we will have our own. <laughs> what are we gonna call that? Uh, stank soap. <laughs> Bo or postpartum armpit bar. Oh no, I'm not good with the naming. But you can help me out. Like we're co-owners, so we gotta do this together. Okay. All right. So had to throw that in there because it was very groundbreaking information. This this new soap and the armpit stink. Okay. I also got some new outfits from Buffunny. I ordered myself a bunch of stuff for my birthday. It took nearly three weeks to come in, which I was like, oh my gosh, it felt, felt like so long. Just compared to Amazon, the two-day shipping spoils us, you know? So then when we have to wait five to seven business days for the order to be processed, it just feels like an eternity. And I'm like, did, did my order not go through? Like, did they take the money? Like, is it, what's happening? Did I mess something up? Anyways, it came. I love the Buff Bunny stuff. A few pieces more than others. And I'm going to be, I, I filmed a try-on and I'll be posting that on TikTok. So if you're not following TikTok at Kim Perry Co., I, I like to do the try-ons and like fun little like things over there. Come find me on TikTok. Also got some Patula gear. I haven't even opened it yet at this moment sitting down to talk to you right now. I, I wanted to be able to give it my full attention because I'm so excited. Patula reached out to me and they're like, hey, can we send you some stuff? And I have been following them for years Another like same as Buff Bunny, like I've been following these brands and these owners for years and I just never pulled the trigger. And then within two weeks, I ordered from one and one reached out and offered to send me stuff. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, universe. Like, yes, more please. <laughs> so I'll be trying and I'm, I've been feeling like my wardrobe is needing a refresh. I need more colors. I need bright. I need light. I need just more options because right now I feel like I go towards a lot of blacks and I had mentioned this a few weeks or maybe even months ago now at this point I want like to feel really cute even when I'm in like lounge clothes even when I'm in my workout clothes even when I'm in my pajamas like I want cute sets that make me feel pulled together because as a mom that's just like such a small minor thing that can make a huge difference in our mood or productivity or our workout okay so I digress Got some new clothes. But I watched this week another musical documentary, or but like behind the scenes. Pink. Pretty, pretty, please. Just kidding. I'm never singing on this podcast again because I'm sorry about last week's episode. Pink has a documentary. It's called What I Know So Far. Or is it All I Know So Far? Either way, it's on Amazon Prime. And I remember I watched a preview weeks back and I was like, oh, that's going to be good. Pink has so many hits. I said pretty, pretty, please. Just give me a reason. Raise your glass. So raise your glass if you are wrong and all the right reasons. Try. Try. Oh, so what? So what? I see the rock star. Get this party started or get, what is it called? Get the party started on the Saturday. Who knew? Perfect. Are you kidding me? She has so many songs, so many hits and like every single one of them you just want to like, I would go to one of her shows. So that's what the, the film was about. It was about her tour she did overseas and just like she sells out shows still and she's a mom she's on tour with her kids and that was like a big reason why I wanted to watch this because she was showing like most women when they have young kids don't go on tour because it's really freaking hard and she's showing like how she does it she brings her family with her her kids are with her at the rehearsal they're with her at the show they're with her at the hotel after and it's just like mind-blowing but also like my I cried I'm not gonna at the end I cried because just <laughs> 
I don't know what it is, but seeing a mom like totally do her thing and then just literally pick up her toddler and put her on, put the toddler on her hip and just freaking kill it. Like, I love that. And it it makes, it'll make me cry every single time. And I remember when in 2019, I went to like a female business entrepreneur event with Rachel Luna. She was the host. Shout out to Rachel Luna. Her kids were younger. They were like six and eight years old looking from what I'm remembering. And she was on, she hosted the event. She's on stage. And at the very end of the event, she's like talking, like, thank you for coming. And the daughters were on stage with her again. Like, are you kidding me? You're living your dream and you're being a mom to them. Like, and like, I just saw her daughters looking up at her while she's holding a microphone, talking to this huge crowd. And I just like, I cried just thinking about it because it's something so powerful. And I'm like, I wonder if my daughters will look at me like that. I mean, they probably do. And I just don't, I don't know. I I mean, just seeing it in someone else really reminds you like, wow, that's how our kids look at us. And they, they think mommy's special. Just, you know, when, when you go out in public and you're talking to the cashier at the grocery store, right? Like they know, like my mom's got this. And that is the same feeling those kids have looking at their moms on those stages. Like, oh, it's just special. Uh, anyways, great music. Cool behind the scenes. I love seeing Pink puts on a performance. She is an actual acrobat. She is swinging, hanging from things, flips, spinning around and around and around. I'm like, I don't know how she does it. And she's singing during all of it. It's crazy. So I loved watching that. The perfect bid on Netflix. That's about like the price is right. And this, <laughs> this one guy who's basically a super fan and also really into math, and he's able to memorize all of the prices of all of the items on the prices, right? Down to like the Flintstone vitamins. Like he knew every price to the dollar. Pretty interesting. Like I, I, I my sister really liked watching the prices, right? Growing up my older sister. So I watched it uh, quite a bit, like in our high school days, maybe, maybe that was like an over the summer, like summer breaks. Maybe that's cause there was like nothing on back then before, you know, streaming came out. Um, so I, I mean, I like watching that. It was kind of like, I kind of felt bad for the guy by the end, but you could check it out. want to see. It, it was just cool. Cause he, he was able to help so many people on the show. Cause he would go and like yell out the prices. That's all I'll tell you. If you want to watch that, give it a watch. It's just like a feel good. If you like the prices, right. I would definitely watch it. And then I watched just two episodes of the show called family legacy. It's an MTV show. I watch it on Amazon prime. I have like the paramount subscription and I was just looking for something to watch. There's five episodes, I think, but it's basically about the children of these music artists. So there was one, Brian from the Backstreet Boys, his son got to like talk about how he was raised, you know, with his dad being a Backstreet Boy. He was born in, I think, 2000 or 2001. So he was, he was born right during the peak of their career, but they're still on tour, the Backstreet Boys. So it was very nostalgic watching back and also like cool to see their offspring, you know, because we we didn't grow up with these music. Yeah, we did, but they were a little bit older, maybe. Anyway, so I watched his. There was um, Joey Fatone from In Sync. His daughter did an episode, and then I watched also Biggie Small's son. Yeah, I watched him, and then Diddy's kids. So it was cool just to, like hear their their point of view of their parents and their celebrity and their work and you know what they do. So that. Just like of something to watch, like nothing. I I just don't want to have to pay attention. <laughs> if you know, you know. You just want to be able to scroll and just like 
listen in when when you feel like it. All right, we're going to get into this week's episode. We are talking about health trends. Oh, there are so many. When I decided I want to do this, I was like, wow, we could do we could do a lot with this. But what I want to talk about was health trends, kind of like a smasher pass, meaning like yes or no, like thumbs up or thumbs down, okay? We love it or we hate it. Let's get a feel on that. But first I wanted to talk about health trends that I got on board with. And then also the moment I realized like health trends are a bunch of BS because it was a very specific moment. In the past, a little bit of history, like my story here, which I've told in an earlier episode, but my health and fitness journey start, let me fast forward (laughs) to the first few health trends. When I got out of college, I was working full-time, but I was on Pinterest a lot. And that's where, you know, health trends were being promoted heavily. A lot of like low-cal diet stuff, calorie counting, how to like eat less calories and like spice up your meals. So I was on that trend and it is not a cool trend to be on. (laughs) It is probably like one of the worst trends. And someone like me, I didn't need to be eating low calorie. I didn't at the time know what I needed to eat. And I, I didn't have any, I wasn't trying to lose weight. I wasn't trying to Jeez, like I didn't have a health goal. I was just like, oh, I'm just going to like count calories because I felt like I should, which is like, oh, red flag. Um, No, this is the beginning. So I was doing that trend, which was not cute at all. But what's sad is there was like so many, so many brands and bloggers and websites that were targeting this trend and using it. So I followed a blog that like she would post low calorie recipes that were like how to eat a 200 calorie lunch at Panera Bread, what to order or something like that. And it was like, like thinking about that now, it's just so ridiculous. Oh my gosh, my mind, it like hurts. And also the, these these tre- this trend in particular did not care like the quality of the food you were eating. So I was eating things like that, like 200 calorie salads at um, Panera and then Greek, plain Greek yogurt. And you mix a sugar-free jello packet into the Greek yogurt to give it flavor, but with no extra calories. Like, do you know how many chemicals are in that? <laughs> like, no, that's something I would never eat right now. So that was a trend. Um, I also got into trying to count macros because after the low calorie thing, now we're counting macro. And mind you, I was never good at any of this. I was not good at it. I I hated counting calories. I hated keeping track of what I was eating. And I also would binge eat because I'd be starving and felt so restricted at the end of the day or the end of the week. Yeah, it was just not a good cycle. So this whole protein, protein, fats, carbs, which like, that's not a trend. That's like an actual thing, but counting macros became a trend, which you're supposed to get those tailored to you and your activity level and your goals. Specifically, you can't just like use whatever someone else is doing their numbers. (laughs) So basically I was trying to eat a ton more protein and more fat and like not limit carbs, but I think I was at this point, but with that was terrible because I was only eating packaged foods that literally had the ingredient, the uh, macros typed out on there. Like how many grams of fat, how many grams of protein, because I hated, like if I (laughs) had a cup of strawberries, it was way more work because you had to figure out how many protein fats and carbs were in that. Does that make sense? So that was just like a flop. Like everything I tried, I was like, this is awful. This is terrible. Like even if it's giving me the results, like it's not worth the amount of work. 
I'm putting into it. So those are just like a couple. I've also, you know, I've done the, I mean, these aren't really like trends, but taking like different fitness classes, like signing up for, um, we had this, it was called Max Tracks. This is like right when CrossFit was getting big. I tried Max Tracks, which I actually really loved. And it's just like a, like a, I wouldn't say hit. It's a high intensity strength and cardio combo workout in a short amount of time. I kind of model some of my workouts around that, just combining, like I said, cardio and strength. But I, I played around with different fitness trends at the time. So then I tried like bulking. That was kind of fun. I got real strong, but I also felt like really bloated all the time because I was trying to cram all this protein in that like my body didn't agree with. <laughs> So those are just like a few examples. And then I remember when I was like, oh shoot, these trends. Yeah, this isn't, this isn't going to work. And it was when I was pregnant with Ayla and everything made me nauseous. I couldn't eat my Quest protein bars anymore or drink the protein shakes. And my body only craved fruit, watermelon, strawberries, like pineapple and potatoes, like all carbs. And I was like, okay, okay. I have to, I feel like I've been searching for this for so long. I've been listening to external factors of like, tell me what to do, right? Pinterest, tell me what to do. Blogs, tell me what to do. Website, please somebody tell me what to do with my body, my nutrition, my fitness. Like I had, I just, what do I do? What do I do? And now here I am pregnant and my body is screaming. This is what you need to do. Like I had no choice but to listen physically, mentally, like my body knew what was best for me. And that is one of the things I love so much about pregnancy is that our bodies take over. And yes, this can feel like we're losing control, but it also is such an empowering thing knowing that your body knows what's best for you. Your body knows, we know what to do. And that's when I really had to just tap into that and say like, okay, if we want fruit, I'm not going to be afraid to eat carbs. I'm going to eat the fruit. I don't have a choice. Like my, I, (laughs) it will come back up if I try to force myself to eat that protein bar instead of the fruit that I actually want. So that was the moment that I started to just say, if it's a trend, it's exactly that. It's a trend. It's just a fad that everyone's trying and that I don't necessarily need in order to be healthy and have full body wellness. Okay, so that's when I, I started thinking about it. I was like, wow, if these fitness trends can't be done when you're pregnant, it's just a trend. We wanna make these lifestyle choices. We want to change our lifestyle. And if it's something that is going to be hard to do when you're pregnant or when your body is screaming no, it's probably not going to be long lasting. Something to keep in mind. Now let's talk about some more current trends. Here's a few that like came up during that pregnancy and like first few years of like my motherhood journey, these trends were going on and I did not participate in any of them. I didn't because I either couldn't, my body was screaming no, or like I'm not in that season of pushing myself to to, to its limits, okay? So 75 hard. Who tried that? Not me. (laughs) That sounded so freaking hard. 75, if you're not familiar, 75 hard is like 75 days in a row. And if you break and have to take one day off, you have to start over. But 75 days, two workouts a day for 45 minutes each, one has to be outside every single day. And then no cheat meals, like no sugar, like very strict diet for 75 days. And people had great results with this, but I was like two, four, 245 
minute workouts. Okay. I live in New England. Like it's not always nice out at the time. <laughs> um, that's not happening. Like, no, no rest days. Like what if you just want to rest? What if you don't feel good? Like it just didn't sit well with me. I was like, I'm not an extremist in that way. So pass, pass. <laughs> Intermittent fasting. This became a trend actually probably right before I had Ayla. Um, and it's always been a thing. And I actually did this naturally before I got pregnant. I would, and mostly in the summers, because I was a teacher, I had the summers off. So I didn't have to eat first thing in the morning. Like I knew I could eat whenever I wanted, but my body didn't want to eat till like about 10 o'clock in the morning. And I, and I get up early, like seven, eight, maybe on a summer day, I would do a fasted workout, which I know is not for everybody, but that's what I would do. I would shower and then I'd be ready for breakfast. And my body was in such a flow. That's I'm remembering one particular summer where like, I was like, my digestion was awesome. My energy was great. And, and like, I was intermittent fasting naturally, just like based off of my schedule and what my body, like I ate when I was hungry. Okay. So we, we kind of tried it, but not intentionally. Um, there's been contradictory information to the benefits of this. And I'll share that in a, in a minute here, but people have seen great results with it because you're, e- you're eating in a shorter window of time. You're giving your digestive system a longer break. You know, you end up eating a little bit less. People see more energy when they, when they do this, they sleep better. I'm still going to pass though, because when I was pregnant and breastfeeding, first of all, pregnancy. Okay. You cannot, if you cannot fast, you can't intermittently, or at least I can't. I'm speaking for myself here because someone might be listening like, uh, no, I did. But what about nausea? What if we have blood sugar level? Okay. If it drops, you're going to want to vomit, or at least I did. I could not, I had to eat and I hated it, but I had to eat in order to not hit that dip of like, sorry. That sound might have triggered you. (laughs) So that's a no for me. Keto and paleo dieting. Also whole 30. So just very like meat, whole meats and whole vegetables. Paleo and keto are like low carbs. So like not a lot of fruit or sugar or beans. I think even nuts, right? Like or peanuts. I know you think. I don't know. I I never tried those. It's just like eh, if it doesn't have fruit in it, count me out. I am a fruit-itarian. <laughs> CrossFit. CrossFit became really big. Also, like the Tough Mudder, like those type of races that like really drove community. Um, I have still to this day never tried a CrossFit class. And I've never done a Tough Mudder. I don't feel called to do either of those. But I know a lot of people have. Now, some more trendier trends. Hold on. I've got two things. I've got a list here that I pulled up and I'm just going to say like yes or no on these and then some other ones that weren't on here. So let me go through this list first. There's 10. Number one, cold water therapy. Have you seen it? Have you seen this? It is all over the internet. It's on Instagram. A lot of dudes are doing this. Okay. A lot of guys. I mean, girls too, but there's, I don't know, guys are really into posting about it, at least from what I've seen. But it's basically, you do a cold plunge for anywhere between one minute and five minutes. And you fully submerge, you know, your head is the only thing out of the water. It's supposed to boost your immune system, reduce inflammation, ease bouts of depression. So it's like a mood balancing, stabilizing technique. People have bought these for their homes and like you keep a tub of water in your, in your house or in the garage. A lot of people are outside depending on the weather. I, I, I had to do a cold mini plunge when I had an injury during college for field hockey. And I had to put just my shin 
in the ice water. And this was ice. I don't see a lot of people doing it in like a bucket of ice, but like I was in ice and it was awful. But it did feel good when I got out. So I'm not totally against it, but I will say I have seen evidence proving that putting your body in a thing of cold water isn't good for you. I'm on the fence with this one. I really am. And I'm thinking about a pregnant woman. It's probably not recommended. Okay. It's not recommended for her. I will say that I'd like to take a good cold shower. At the end of my shower, I'm all soaked up, rinsed off. I will turn that thing all the way cold and let the bot let the water hit all of my body on a cold blast. And it is invigorating. I, I like to like dance while it's going because I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so cold. It wakes you up in a way that coffee cannot. And it, it does have some of these benefits. So I'm going to say, you know what? If it's for you, do, go for it. I personally prefer a cold shower, not full submersion. <laughs> submersion. Okay, two, marvelous mushrooms. Do you know mushrooms have their own kingdom? Like the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom, and then the mushroom kingdom or fungi kingdom? I had no idea. I mean, I, I learned this in probably 2015, but it just blew my mind. There are so many different types of mushrooms that have amazing, amazing benefits. I am yes to this one. So some of them, lion's mane is great for focus and mental clarity. Chaga, cordyceps, reishi. These are like the most popular ones. And you can find them in powders, capsules, drink mixes. Some of them are great for helping you relax, unwind, fall asleep. And then some are good for like stimulation without being a stimulant. It helps wake you up. I am all about this. I am tea mushroom adaptogens. Yes, please. Okay. Micro workouts. I don't, listen, this is, we are ahead of the trend, us moms, because we don't have more than 15 or 20 minutes most days. So (laughs) micro workouts, apparently this is a 2023 trend. Aiming for 15 minutes of Moderate intensity exercise twice a day, five times a week has been shown to hugely, twice a day. I mean, if you're counting one as like a nice walk outside, but I'm all for 15 minute workouts. So that gets a yes. (laughs) Plant power, another yes for me. Plant-based food and beverages, also plant-based, you know, ingredients in beauty products, sustainable. Yeah. Like we, I like saying plant-based knowing that it's plant focused and plant centered, not just anti-animal. Does that make sense? Like I'm, I, I've seen a lot of what you would think is, oh, that's a plant-based burger. No, it's not. It's, it's a bunch of like random manufactured ingredients that, that don't really come from plants. So there's a difference between like that fake meat burger and like a plant-based vegetable burger made of beans and nuts and plants. So this one can be a little tricky, but I I love anything. Anytime you can add more vegetables to your diet or plants, I love that. All right. The next one is sleep cycling. It's basically, to summarize, it's going to bed at the same time every night and waking up at the same time and figuring out, you know, your cues for that you're getting tired. It's just basically tuning in with your circadian rhythm, the natural internal process that regulates your sleep and wake cycle, repeating every 24 hours. So basically going to bed at the same time every night and waking up at the same time every morning, which as a parent is very challenging. And it says this in here, parents know just how vital a regular bedtime routine is for a child. Oh wait, they don't say this. They're just saying like, just like you, your kids have a bedtime and a morning time because, or morning, wake up time. They function best off of those schedules and you know they're not going to get super cranky if, if they go to bed on time and they wake up. But it's so unpredictable as a mom to try and do this for yourself because you don't know who's going to be waking in the middle of the night. You don't know if 
if someone's going to wake you up earlier than you wanted to, or, or how about this? All the kids are sleeping great, but you are laying in bed at night wide awake and you can't fall asleep. It's tricky, but I am all for this. I try so hard to get to bed at a reasonable time. And I know my body loves it when I go to bed early and I wake up early. Like even on days when I get to sleep in to like seven, I sometimes feel more tired on those days. And there is reason for us to believe that you will feel more tired because your your rhythm is off. You need a rhythm of like same bedtime, same sleep time, which is very hard to achieve as a parent, but I'm on board for that. I am, let's do it. Let's try. Let's try to go to bed early tonight. I don't know how many times. Last night I was up, well, three. If you count like the morning wake up, then I went back to sleep with two of them with the girls. And then one was just my alarm that I hit. No, <laughs> I shut it off which that's, I think it made me more tired because I got extra sleep. Number six, wellness travel. (gasps) Wellness travel. Vacations rooted in relaxation, self-improvement, and well-being are one of the travel industry's fast-growing segments from yoga retreats in India. Oh, how about a mom's retreat in Florida, the Sunshine State? I, listen, I did this last year. I want to do it again. Would you come? We have to plan this and we got to get brands on board to sponsor us and give us all the free merch and swag and some soul CBD and some protein powders and some yummy juices. Oh, wellness retreat for moms. Let's do it. That's number six. We, we say yes to this. Smash. Okay, seven, mindful drinking. There are some hashtags with this. So it's basically like sober, no alcohol. This is a trend. And I feel like this comes and goes like sober October or no drink November or whatever month you choose. And these hashtags I have never seen before. Sober curious, hashtag sober curious, hashtag damp lifestyle. I have never heard that, but it says these are gaining traction, hashtag. But it's basically ditching alcohol and choosing to prioritize your sleep recovery and mood boost and having stronger decision making when it comes to nutrition. Because when you're not drinking, you make healthier choices and your body craves health. Tell me if I'm wrong here. (laughs) But when you don't drink and you're eating healthy and you're feeling good, you want to, you want to continue to make healthy choices. It's it's like a it's like a snowball effect, right? So people are saying that this has helped them cutting out alcohol because they're not hungover in the morning, they can do a workout. They're they're not, you know, if they're out and have a couple drinks at dinner, they're less likely to order the nachos and like the bar type food. They're more likely to order a salad if they're not or, you know, a healthy vegetable plant-based meal versus the alternatives. But here they're showing like these cute little mocktails, which I am on board with that. So yes, smash. That's a yes. I like that trend. And plus, like I don't really drink, so it it just makes me feel more normal and accepted. (laughs) I feel accepted by this trend. Okay. Number eight, mini meditation. Want to meditate, but don't have an hour to spare? Time out. Who is meditating for one hour? Who is doing that? You lucky dog. Where are you meditating and like, what? No way. Okay. So meditation, meditation is about quieting your mind. We know this. I like to meditate after my workouts for five minutes. And that sometimes feels like I I can't even sneak five minutes in because I just don't have the time. So hearing an hour meditation is like, what? But this is saying 
try and try with 60 seconds. Yes. Hello. Why don't try? Like that is plenty of time to meditate and quiet your mind for one minute of just focusing on your breath and centering yourself. So I am all about this mini meditations. How about we just call them meditations? (laughs) They are just meditations. Yes. Yes to this. Try it today after this episode. Maybe we'll do a podcast episode and I'll have like a meditation just like snuck in there with just like, here's a, here's a preview. Ready? Take a deep breath in and exhale. Let it all go. One more deep clearing breath in. Rewarding breath out. We just meditated. We just focused on our breath. For two breaths, I think it was 15 seconds long, but imagine that sense of relaxation after two, three minutes or an hour. (laughs) I'd probably fall asleep. Okay. So yes to that. Number nine, assisted stretching, assisted stretching. Basically someone stretches your body for you and you just lay there and that sounds amazing. They actually have this in Sarasota, like a place you can go. I, you can get like your first, first stretch is free, but you go in and they stretch you. You just lay on a table. Like, um, it kind of reminded me, I did have physical therapy for a little bit. That's what they, they kind of stretch you or give you like little tiny moves to do. But oh my gosh, when someone else stretches you, why does it feel so much better? They reach they reach a stretch that you can't reach on your own. I am all for that. But like, is someone coming to my house because I, I'm not going to be able to make it. <laughs> like, If I have to drive somewhere to get stretched, like, oof. but it does stretching in general, reduces stress, increases flexibility and decreases stiffness. So we like all those benefits. So let's just all start stretching a little bit more this year. And then 10 last one, facial yoga, yoga for your face, <laughs> yoga for your face. Okay, I bought an app. I paid money. I think it was $29 for like a three-month subscription to this app, which I thought was a year, but it turns out it was only three months. And it was like a facial face facial massaging app because you have muscles in your face and they get tense and tense and tense. And that is what creates the wrinkles. I'm like scrunching my face right now, like making angry face with my eyebrows. And you get those lines in between your eyes. Those are muscles that you're working and they're shaping that form to that form and creating those wrinkles every time you make that face. So you have to remind your muscles to relax, massage them. Kind of like how I talked about, I got a facial and at most facials, they will massage your face because there's little muscles in there, little baby muscles. Okay. So let's start working out our face. The practice utilizes massage techniques and facial movements, such as opening your mouth wide as possible. I know you're doing it right now. Open your mouth wide as possible. (laughs) Raise your eyebrows and then blowing raspberries, like relaxing to exercise the muscles in your face, which can make it appear firmer. I'm adding this to my programs, face workouts. Hey guys, what's up today? We're working on our face. You don't need any weights for this workout. No equipment. We are just going to start with some raspberries. (laughs) Not even joking. That's probably already a thing. Facial workouts. I got to start doing it first to show you the benefits because I am not consistent with it. This is another one. Like you start with your fingertips right above your eyebrows and you like press in and then up all different. There's all different things you can do. I use the app like probably four times, but every time I did, I was like, wow, this feels so good. 
So anyways, facial yoga coming to a gym near you, (laughs) a studio near you. No, I love this. I just got to make it consistent, right? Because if it's not a lifestyle thing that we can do regularly and look forward to and enjoy, it's probably just a trend and it's something we're going to be excited about for a minute and then move on. All right. So some other ones that weren't listed on there that I wanted to chat about real quick, cycle syncing, which I had an episode where I talked about this and it got featured in the Daily Mail. So yes, yay for us. We are on the Daily Mail. Um, The episode was called You're Flowing (laughs) about postpartum periods. And I mentioned cycle syncing, which is the act of using your cycle to dictate what workouts you will be doing. So lower intensity, very like restorative type movement during your period and then during the ovulation phase is when you're doing more of the HIIT workouts. So that's kind of a trend I've seen right now, but it's also something I'm not, I'm not personally super into because I might want a rest day when I'm ovulating just because I'm not feeling it and that's okay. And then same thing, vice versa. Like I might be on my period, but really feeling a workout that day or like I want to do HIIT or also like, I think it's like a mental thing too. Like where if you tell yourself like, oh, it's that time of month. I'm supposed to be tired. I'm supposed to be chill. So I'm just going to be tired and chill. When it's like, well, did you actually feel like that? Or are you just playing a mind game with yourself right now? So I I see the benefits of it, but I also see that it's not like, just listen to your body. And that's really what it is about listening to your body. Okay. So listen to your body. Peloton. This, this is huge. Peloton. I remember when it came out, we all were like, oh my gosh, that's so expensive. And we thought only rich people had Pelotons in the, in the app. But now it feels like I think everyone has them or I don't know. It's very trendy. I've never done a Peloton workout. I'm sure I would love them because they have like something for everybody. Um, and then the last one here is hormone health is huge right now, at least like on my page, maybe because I'm, you know, very much into women's health, but Hormone health, your hormones control like everything in your body from your sleep to your digestion, to your weight, to just your stress and activity level, energy levels. Hormones are important. And I, I stress this a lot because our hormones are constantly in, on the battlefield fighting for us between pregnancy, breastfeeding, um, and postpartum hormones. Like there's so much going on to find that balance and that flow can be really challenging. But, um, for people that maybe are well into postpartum or haven't had a a baby in years or ever, and their hormones are off, like there's this huge craze right now for hormone health. And And I'm, I'm happy about it because I feel like the fitness and health industry has been skipping over what's really important like our, our true health and our true wellness. Instead, they're looking for like a quick buy or a quick way to get you to jump on this new train of trendiness, right? So hormone health will last if you can maintain it and focus on what's really important. So a few things with hormone health um, that I've seen pop up is like, you should be hungry when you first wake up in the morning. That is a sign that you have healthy hormones. And I'm like, well, shoot, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not hungry when, no, I'm not hungry first thing. Like I'm not even thirsty. I just want to like brush my teeth first thing in the morning. But they're, they're saying that there are signs and research that shows that if you're hungry in the morning, it's a good sign 
of hormone health, okay? Um, also, having caffeine on an empty stomach, like having coffee or even my tea first thing in the morning is not recommended. It's disruptive for your hormones. So um, those are just a couple things. Those are just a couple. And like I, as much as I care about my hormone health, I'm also like, well, <laughs> how much am I willing to dive into this? Because I'm really happy with where I'm at right now with my fitness and my energy levels. And this might be something I get into in a bit here. Like, in a, like I'm just going to like dip my toe in this. Uh, but basically you can do little things like man, like your sleep, making sure you're going to bed early. And I know it's hard as a mom with kids and the wake ups, but making sure you're taking that time to take care of yourself and finding ways to manage your stress. Because when you are stressed, you produce more stress hormones, which is not what we want. We don't want those hormones. We want the endorphins, like the feel good hormones. So that's why we exercise. So it's basically like the lifestyle changes are what's going to give you that good hormone health. Trends are trends, guys. They come and go. They really do. And then we'll look back one day and we'll laugh and we'll be like, remember when we were all Peloton? When we were all on our Pelotons or whatever? (laughs) Remember when we were all? Remember when? Oh, I love looking back and like like taking me back to one of these old trends. It really just transport you back in time to that mental state where you were at physically, mentally. It's it's kind of cool, and I love that we're always growing and learning more and adapting and trying new things because it's just fun. It keeps it interesting. Don't, don't get, get me wrong because I do see that it can always feel like there's more to keep up with. Cause I feel that too of like, Oh, Oh, another trend. Oh, geez. Now I got to eat first thing in the morning. You people are telling me I got to do what I got to sync my cycle and I got to sync my sleep. We got to be in sync over here. (laughs) We got to be in sync this year. No, but there's just, these are not all things that you have to do. I think the only thing you have to do is find your rhythm and your lifestyle. Like, what is it going to look like for you? What are you able to do on the day to day? And how can you be the best, most well version of you? And that is your custom trend. Okay. It's made for you. Thank you so much for diving into these trends with me. This was so much fun. I would love to do more episodes like this. Let me know. You can, um, oh, leave a review. Come say hi. Sometimes I don't know you're listening until I see your review, that five star, a little like, I love this episode, this one, or, you know, tell me which one, which ones you're loving. Um, And you can always DM me on Instagram on the Your Glowing podcast page. Thank you for coming and stopping by. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you next time. Bye.